Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. <clears throat> if you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my College Football Breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Western Michigan Broncos, who last year went 3-9 and nine and 2-6 and six in the MAC. Uh, an unfortunate season for the Broncos where... Things just didn't go their way, and it led to uh, the di- dismissal of their head coach. And uh, new head coach Lance Taylor is now in in charge, coming in from Louisville. He was the offensive coordinator there. He's a really good offensive mind, and the hope is that uh, he will be able to get this offense clicking a little bit better because that was the issue last season. Just offensively, this things weren't weren't clicking the way that. Uh, that they should have been, especially with the pieces that they had. They've lost wide receiver Corey Crooms to Minnesota, running back uh, Sean Tyler also to Minnesota. So they had playmakers on, on the offensive side of the ball that just couldn't get things to click. And um, there's hope, though, this year uh, and moving forward, more importantly. Uh, this season, expectations should be tampered a little, tempered a little bit. Um, because of uh, just so many new faces across the board. And and, and any time that happens, there needs to be uh, realistic uh, expectations. And, and I think realistic expectations are just to be competing into November. And when I say competing, I mean challenging for a bowl game still. And I, and I absolutely think Western Michigan can do that. I don't, I don't think – I think there's so many people out there who think that it's doom and gloom right now in Kalamazoo – from a national perspective, and I don't think that's the case. I think there's talented, there are talented players on this roster, and there's an opportunity for them to make noise. And I think everybody in the MAC is pretty much on a level playing field. I don't feel like there's really anybody that's leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. Toledo is very talented. Eastern Michigan's very talented. NIU's very talented. Then on the in the East, Ohio's good. Miami, Ohio's good. Buffalo's good. But like the games are very competitive in the MAC. That's why I don't feel like anybody's just gonna bulldoze over the western michigan broncos like some of the other uh, high-end media people do so go ahead diving into the breakdown now Uh, the broncos play at uh, waldo stadium which i had the privilege of attending last year when they hosted pittsburgh what an electric atmosphere that was that day i went to the university of michigan saw uconn at michigan and then i saw pittsburgh at western michigan tremendous opportunity for a doubleheader there the first time i've done that and uh, i i I just want to say if you have that opportunity, please, please do it. But I absolutely loved my experience at Waldo Stadium. Uh, just a great, great atmosphere. I've been to a handful of MAC venues, and that was the best I've been to thus far. Like, I haven't been to every MAC venue, but Waldo Stadium was my favorite by far. Um, just a great atmosphere. And uh, again, I, I understand they were playing an ACC foe, so everybody was fired up. But still, a great, great place to watch a football game. And I can't wait to be back just from the experience that I had. <clears throat> Shifting now to a coach on the rise within the program, I'm going with offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Billy Kosh, who, who is new here. Um, he earned a, his degree from Houston, where he played quarterback for two years after leading Butler Community College to a JUCO National Championship in 2012. Um, after his playing days, he moved on to uh, VMI, serving as the quarterback and wide receivers coach there. They were top 20 in scoring offense and passing efficiency during his time. Then he moved on, uh, served at, for four seasons 
um, spent as an offensive coordinator mostly at Richmond. Uh, just a great, great job by him, uh, leading a really good group there. And now he's moved up to Western Michigan, has a really good opportunity here to revitalize this offense and really get them heading in the right direction. And, and I absolutely think he will. Like I said, it's going to take a little time for the staff and these players to get acclimated to each other. And uh, I, I don't want fans to just think overnight it's just going to click. Uh, but but the leadership and the right pieces are in place for this program to have success. Looking at their 2023 schedule now, they open up uh, at, at against St. Francis on uh, Thursday, August 31st. Um, that game will be uh, opening night of week one. Uh, great opportunity against an FCS foe to make a statement. Then they turn around, they play at Syracuse, at Iowa, at Toledo, host Ball State, go to Mississippi State. Then they have Miami, Ohio, at Ohio, and at Eastern Michigan. And then their midweek action slate, they host Central Michigan on Tuesday, November 7th. They go to Northern Illinois on Tuesday, November 14th. I plan on being at that game. And then Tuesday, November 21st against Bowling Green. So you look at that schedule, three very tough non-conference games on the road, being Syracuse, Iowa, Mississippi State. They have to go to Toledo right off the jump. So, so you look at it, and yes, their, their, their schedule is a bit daunting um, when you look at it that way at the front end of the schedule, adding on the fact that they have to go to Ohio, to Eastern Michigan, to NIU. So I want fans to be able to be to prepare themselves for uh, what could be a, uh, a, a losing season. But at the same time, like I said, the MAC, the MAC is very – there's a lot of parity in the MAC. A lot of these teams are very close, and like I said, I don't think it's gloom and doom at all at WMU. So I absolutely think that they will be competing in every single one of these MAC games. So that they can they can definitely get uh, multiple MAC victories here from some of those games that a lot of people are writing them off. A lot of I think a lot of people nationally are expecting Western Michigan to be just as bad from a record perspective or even worse as, as from a record perspective than they were last season. I, I personally don't believe that and see that. Yes, there's difficult games on the schedule, obviously, but at the same time, there's games that are winnable on the, on the schedule as well. I don't think there's any reason why this team can't go five and seven or even compete for a bowl being six and six or, or, or the like. So I, I don't want anybody to just – like I've, I've read Phil Steele and I, he has them ranked as the worst team in college football, FBS college football. I do not personally believe that. Um, now shifting to the breakdown position by position, starting offensively, the quarterback position saw a battle in the spring between returners Jack Salapak and uh, Treshawn Burgot. Uh, they had very up-and-down years last season with more interceptions than touchdowns combined. Since spring ended, Old Dominion transfer Hayden Wolf has been added. He started 22 games there and had 5,578 yards and 30 touchdowns during his time there. He should handle the starting role. And uh, he's, the starting role then is in good hands with somebody who's started a plethora of games. Uh, the running back room also went to the portal and added uh, Keyshawn King from Virginia Tech. He is a breakout candidate on the roster, but also – in the MAC, I think he could have a really, really good season. Zahir Abdus Salomon uh, will see action 
along with other freshmen at the running back position. <clears throat> the receiving core returns wide receivers Jelani Galloway and Anthony Sambucci, uh, along with tight ends Austin Hentz, Blake Bosma, and Mitch Bartol. Uh, the addition of wide receiver Kenny Womack from Sacred Heart provides a great athlete as he played football and basketball at Sacred Heart. So he's a fantastic athlete, a really good piece that they're adding there. <clears throat> the offensive line returns a lot of talent, but also added quality pieces from the portal. Center Jacob Gideon, right guard Addison West, left guard John Hoffer, left guard Trevor Campbell, right tackle Jack Sherwin, and left tackle Adam Vandervest all have great experience. Then the additions of left tackle Michael Shanahan uh, from Texas Tech, right tackle Trevor Shaw from LIU, and uh, Chad Schuster from Syracuse are massive. So I think the offensive line is going to be pretty darn impressive for the Broncos. Some really good pieces there. Shifting to the defense now, this is where they, they see they got hit pretty hard uh, in the transfer portal on the defensive line and at linebacker. Uh, the defensive line lost some amazing talent from last season, but quality pieces return. Uh, Marshawn Neeland, Mason Nelson, Tyson Lee, Corey Walker, and Joshua Nobles all have experience. Multiple JUCO players have been added and provide great depth here as well. I had the privilege of having Tyson Lee on the show um, before last season, and uh, just a fantastic young man, and I was super happy to see him have uh, success in the Pittsburgh game that I was at. Um, but again, I'm pulling for him and for them. Uh, the linebacking core returns to Mari, uh, Roberson, Naley, Bryant, and Boone Bonima. Uh, the additions of Donald Willis from Minnesota, Jacob Wahlberg from Purdue, and Nate Norris from Lehigh provide quality depth to this group. They lost their best player from this group to Minnesota. They had a player from Minnesota uh, and, and others. So I, I, I think that this, this position could, could potentially uh, upgrade even with the pieces that they've added. The secondary returns third-team All-Mac cornerback Kenny H. Lovely, who had four interceptions last season. He returned one for a touchdown. Cornerbacks uh, Deshaun Bussell and Aaron Wofford return. And Bilal Cohn from Indiana State and Anthony Rump from Purdue have been added. Safeties Eric Wetzel and Ryan uh, Kilberg return. And uh, Tate Hollack from Michigan State has been added and will be utilized heavy. Uh, Tate Hallack from Michigan State is going to be a really, really key piece here in the secondary. Uh, I, I could see him doing some really, really good things in the MAC. Shifting to special teams now, kicker Palmer Dushke has a strong leg, while uh, punting will belong to either uh, Carson Voss or Logan Flesher. Uh, my final analysis now, this is my opinion of uh, the Broncos heading into the season. New head coach Lance Taylor should ha help revive this offense, but they will need time to gel. It's not doom and gloom at WMU like most believe. Given time, Taylor will have success at WMU. I firmly believe that, that this team... It's not as bad as the national perspective uh, has them, and, and Taylor is a good coach. I expect the Broncos to play meaningful football into November this year. Like I said, I really think that this team uh, can go when they win their home games. I mean, there's there's five wins right there, and I firmly believe that they can and will do that. Um, then you just got to steal one on the road, and you're you're bull eligible. So I I, I firmly believe that this team is going to make more noise than anybody really thinks that they're going to. 
and, and I'm looking forward to seeing the product that they put on the field this year. So thank you all for listening to this breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. One of the favorite things I do every year. Love doing these. Uh, please like, subscribe, ever listen to the podcast, and get the podcast Twitter account to follow at TNT College One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.